91.3 KXCI Tucson. Real people, real radio. Hello, Tucson. I hope you're having a cool and happy Mother's Day this lovely Sunday. Thanks for joining us at 91.3 KXCI. This is Aspen Green, and I'm here with my co-host, Kathy Harris, and we're bringing you Broad Perspectives Radio, a program by women, about women, but for everyone. Today, we have a different but most interesting show to celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week, which was May 8th through 12th, with Caroline Fioramonti, a teacher at Pueblo High School, featuring an assignment she gave her students to interview their moms, grandmoms, or other women that influenced their lives. We owe our teachers and early childhood educators so much. A wonderful show for Mother's Day, I might add. I'm very excited to hear about it, Kathy. Thanks, Aspen. We are very excited to have this wonderful teacher with us today. Caroline Fioramante is a native Canadian. She's been a teacher for over 27 years, starting her career in Vancouver, British Columbia, and currently teaches at Pueblo High School. She's taught everything from anger management to eighth grade boys to sexual education for girls, but mostly she's taught English and creative writing. For Caroline, those are the best subjects because students can dig down deep into their soul and listen hard, figuring out their lives through narrative and working out the lives of others through metaphor. Caroline has two daughters, Lily is 24 and a hospice nurse, and Milena, 19, just finished her first year at Dalhousie University in Halifax. Now that her kids are on their own, Caroline spends her time camping out in her little camper van, hiking with her dog Ryder, reading, knitting, and thinking of new ways to teach cool stuff in the classroom. That's great. Okay, welcome to our show, Caroline. Thank you so much. Well, so you taught in Vancouver before coming to Tucson. How long ago did you come to Tucson? Well, while I was in Vancouver, I married an American, and we moved to Michigan. But in 2006, we relocated to Tucson. I've been here ever since. Okay, so you've been here a while. I can't help but think Tucson is pretty different from Vancouver. How was it adjusting to the climate environment here? Well, Michigan was closer to what I was used to uh, when I lived in Toronto, but nothing prepared me for Tucson, for sure. I love the winter. I love cold and sweaters and boots. But when I got here, I felt so exposed under that sun. (laughs) (laughs) and limited for about six months of the year. You wouldn't have liked me back then. I I was going from air-conditioned space to air-conditioned space, but I love it now. I'm acclimated. I love the desert. Yeah, for sure. It's great. (laughs) We're glad you like it. Most people come here and they hate the cold. So uh, it was a little more of an adjustment for you. (laughs) Well, okay. Since you taught in both cities, I'm curious, Are the schools or the school systems in Canada different from the U.S.? And are are the students any different? Ooh, it's hard to talk about schools and teaching without getting political. And I don't necessarily want to get political today because this show is about the students. But I guess suffice to say that for me, young people are the same everywhere. They have worries and angst and joy and fears and excitement and pain. So my students in Toronto, Vancouver, Ann Arbor, Tucson, they have more similarities than differences for sure. But the system, yeah, that's that's a different story. The culture of teaching and the culture of a school, very different. 
the priorities of the state in which you live. Yeah, in Canada, I felt like a professional. I felt like an adult. The country and the province, they respect unions. We had the power to fight hard for excellent teaching and learning conditions. We had the power to make change. I felt respected, I guess, and valued and relevant. I love to teach, but if it makes sense, I don't love the system in which I teach. I don't like what standardized testing does to my students and to my teaching. And all of that together contributes to a culture and an environment that's not always conducive to learning and mutual respect and collaboration. It kind of saddens me, but I'm thankful every day that I landed at Pueblo. Okay, well, we appreciate those comments. And, you know, this would be a topic for a program all onto itself. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Okay, well, you teach now at Pueblo. What do you teach and what grades do you teach there? I teach 11th and 12th grade English and creative writing. Uh, I just feel like the luckiest girl in the world sometimes because my students are amazing and they mean the world to me. My colleagues, they're supportive, they're brilliant, they're fun. And my administration trusts me to teach to my passions and they allow me autonomy. And I don't think I could be anywhere else, really. Okay, it's nice to hear that you're so happy with the school that you're in. And it is Teacher Appreciation Week, so we just want to say we do appreciate you. Thank <laughs> and you. We're so, and we're so glad that you're here. But let's talk about what we're doing today. Tell us about the assignment that you gave to your students and why you gave it. Sure. Well, March was Women's History Month, and the theme this year was women's stories and narratives. So in the spirit of that theme and also recognizing the importance of oral history, especially to the community which I serve, I asked my seniors to interview a woman who's made a difference in their lives. There was some grumbling at first, but then they jumped on board and the interviews served as sort of their background research. And then I asked students to identify a theme that emerged from the interview and finally to write up the story as sort of a tribute using some details from the interview, but ultimately focusing on the effect that this woman has had on them. Okay. And when you read or when you saw their interviews and read how, what they wrote out, did it surprise you when you read them? Absolutely. Gave me great joy, for sure. I cry often when I grade their work, and <laughs> they can tell you, just because so much of it comes from the heart. But so many students thanked me for this opportunity because they discovered things about this woman that they hadn't known before and they might never have known And then when I was listening to some of the recorded interviews, the subjects also thanked their interviewer for allowing them to release their story, to to get it out, and for someone being interested in it. And as an educator, I couldn't ask for more out of an assignment, for sure. That sounds great. And when we heard about your assignment, we were really anxious to, to have some of these interviews on our show and the kids themselves read their own little interviews. So that makes it even better. So let's get started. Let's listen to the first one. Who's the first one? Well, the first piece is from Paulina Rojas. And Paulina told me that the assignment made her feel connected, strong, and safe. I love that. And in addition, the interview gave her mother some relief because she was allowed to share her life. Okay, so let's hear Paulina. Being a woman has such a variety of meanings to everyone. 
Women have created this world and every single one of us. My mother is one of my women. She raised me and created my childhood. She has such a strong character and an amazing heart. We all have a past. This past has shaped us and has created an opportunity for us to become better people. Women have fought and their efforts in this world should be appreciated and admired. My mother is a warrior. The way she was raised by her mother taught her to always stand up for herself and be strong. When she was with my father, she was mistreated. This went on for a long time because she felt like she needed him to live with me and my siblings. She decided one day to stand up for herself like the independent woman she became and to praise the independency she was raised with. Even if she did have three kids and had a support system with my father, she stood up for herself and her kids looking for a better life. When a woman has kids, they are loved endlessly. Kids are a creation of their mother. A mother will do anything it takes to give their kids an opportunity in a safe place regardless of their situation. My mother fought for my siblings and I, and this takes strength. Leaving your husband and your home looking for something better for yourself and your kids is something amazing, something forever appreciated. Being able to complete this interview with my mother, who means the world to me, is something I will always be grateful for. I have connected with her in a very deep way. She is my mother. She has struggled for me, and her story is not the only one. Many women all around live the same trauma and many don't leave. They are in fear of consequences and they need to understand they have the power to get up and walk away. They need to do it for themselves and appreciate their value. Something better will always be waiting for you and those in your care will forever cherish what efforts you have made for them. Oh, that was so touching that she, when she said a woman has a kid, she'll do anything to give her kids a safe place no matter what. She really picked up on a lot of things. And I thought it was interesting. She also said that doing this interview resulted in her connecting to her mother in a deeper way. Um, So that says a lot for your assignment, too. So let's listen to the next one. Who do we have? Sure. Our next piece is from Sofia Espinoza. Sofia's in the school choir. It's very quiet. When approaching this assignment, though, she she told me she was both nervous and excited But her focus was all about appreciation and gratitude for this important woman in her life. Okay, let's listen to Sophia. My mom is the strongest woman I know. I strive to be as strong and determined as her. My mom had a rough upbringing. She grew up with alcoholic parents who often abused drugs as well. She basically raised her own siblings. It makes me sad to think she barely had a childhood of her own. On top of raising her siblings, she had to take care of herself and go to school, and so she got pregnant with me at 17. She had to drop out of school and ended up living with my dad's family for a while. My mom went through a rough divorce with my dad, and we got our own apartment. My mom went back to school to be a dental assistant and was making a decent living. The first time I met my stepdad was the first time I witnessed one of my parents' fights become physical. My mom was on the floor as my dad was on top of her back, restraining her hands. I don't remember what they were arguing about exactly, but I remember being scared. Now my mom is remarried and had another son. She decided to go back to school to become a respiratory therapist and makes a great living. She's grown so much mentally, and I see how independent she is. It's inspiring. I believe her story deserves to be told because she's come a long way on her own. With no stable parental figures growing up, you don't have much to go off of when it comes to parenting, especially as a teen mom. But my mom has done an amazing job raising my siblings and I. She's an amazing woman who inspires me to do better every day. Well, she really shows a lot of empathy for her mom who had to raise her siblings because her own parents had alcohol addictions and she had a difficult life. 
but she became a dental assistant and then a respiratory therapist and makes a good living now. And Sophia feels that her mom is independent now and a good role model for her. That's fabulous. Okay, who's next, Caroline? Next up is Ileana Amador. Ileana is a gifted spoken word poet, as well as an inspired thinker and writer. She described the interview experience as tender and humbling. Ileana is interested in becoming an activist on behalf of her community, the Pascoyaki tribe. Wow, very impressive. Let's listen to Ileana. My mother, who for the past 43 years have gone through a lot to get where she's at. I chose her for this interview because she is one of the first women to show me courage and to help find my strength within myself. Her bravery and persevering soul always spoke to me in ways that she knew I needed as a growing woman myself. Motherhood always gets overlooked by society. It's unrecognized and some people don't understand how hard it is. Despite what my mother went through in her lifetime, she never gave up on supporting a beautiful, flourishing family, and I admire her for that. Growing up, she lived in a poor-income household with no stability. Her father committed suicide right before she was born, and that left her with her mom and her siblings. Her mother lost herself to drugs and alcohol when she lost her husband, leaving my mother to be responsible for her little brother. She was eight, and he was a newborn. Her role as a mother came very quickly, and although her childhood was missing, she did everything she could for her baby brother. Being a woman is powerful. We endure so much physically and mentally, but we still manage to get up every single day and keep pushing. There are so many mothers out there who struggle daily with making ends meet for their children, causing their mental health to decline. Mothers are expected to do so many things, thinking that they can't be entitled of their own time and well-being. There is no appreciation to the women who bear life. Be true to yourself. If you know you made a bad choice, own it and recognize that you messed up and do better, she said. My mother chose to have her traumas encourage her to be the person she wants to be, teaching me to be strong throughout my own. Her strength helped me find my own as a young woman navigating my own journey and all the hardships that come with it. Finding my self-worth took me a while, but I'm forever grateful I had a strong, independent woman to support and show me that it is okay to break, but also rebuild yourself up. You know, these young people really show a lot of admiration for their mothers, and they all seem to realize what difficult lives their own mothers had. For young people, that's a lot for them to, to be not thinking about themselves and being able to think about somebody else. This young gal gives her mom credit for finding her own self-worth, and that's a pretty big compliment to a mom. Okay, next we have... A young man. Who's that? Stevie Hoover. Stevie is such a wonderful paradox. The persona that he projects out to the world is in stark contrast to his inner life. He interviewed his mom and his focus was on learning from your mistakes. There's a humbling tone to his write-up. It's quite beautiful, as is his writing and the humility that's behind it. Okay, so now we're going to hear Stevie Hoover. The woman that I'm interviewing is my mom. Her name is Lisa Hoover. She was born in Los Angeles, California on April 11, 1986. I am interviewing her because she has impacted my life. She has been there and believed in my abilities in life. I was a premature baby, so when I was born, I was given a chance to live, but it was an incredibly low percentage. My mom was the only person who believed in me and that, that I was surviving, I didn't. She also put us first and always sacrificed her life for my siblings and, and me. 
She has always made sure to put food on the table and make sure we were always doing okay. She was the biggest person who made an impact in my life, and without her, I would be in jail, dead or lost. We did not grow up rich, but we always had clothes, food in the house. My mom met my dad at a party, and then 12 months later, they had me. After that, they had my siblings, but through all that time, my dad was battling with alcohol. This made my life worse until eight years ago. My mom put her foot down and decided for him and herself to quit, and that's what they did because my mom got tired of it. This process meant a lot to her and to me because we did not really talk about things like this. It is good that she now has a chance to speak her mind or say whatever she wants to say. Her story is amazing. She grew up in a family who with no love and a dad in a marriage. That wasn't a great example. She learned love on her own. My grandma was not around for her growing up. My thought to try to, to be, but was too consumed into alcohol. My mom's story is universal to a bunch of moms who can relate to her story in a way. A note that I want the reader to walk away with is no matter where you come from, better or good, you have a chance to be a better person. And another note would be that moms always sacrifice their freedom and put their kids or family first. 91.3 KXCI Tucson, Real People, Real Radio, and we are continuing our conversation with Caroline Fioramonti. Yes, and we are enjoying it so much. This young man we just heard talks about how his mother put food on the table, no matter what, and says if it wasn't for her, I love this, he said, if it wasn't for her, he'd be in jail, dead, or lost. Um, that's quite a compliment. He also says, his mom put her family first. They all seem to realize that, that no matter what, the moms are going to put food on the table and take care of the kids. Okay, so who is the next interview? Myla Truitt is our fifth reader. Myla is an impassioned basketball player, but her abilities don't end on the court. She tries really hard to find her place in the world. And she shared with me that she was not a fan of this assignment at the beginning, but she's glad that she did it because it gave her a whole new perspective on her mom's life. Okay, so we're going to hear Myla. Hi, my name is Myla Truitt and I'm a senior at Pueblo High School. I was assigned by my teacher, Ms. Fairmonsi, to interview an important woman in my life and chosen by this radio station to share it with you all. I decided to pick my mom for this interview because to me, there's not a better woman than her. She's a daughter, the fourth youngest of 10 siblings, a friend, a wife, and the mother of three girls. Her independency is inspiring just as much as her togetherness. Self-taught, determined, saved, and heartfelt are words that describe her, and I'm a strong believer that she was put here to be a reminder that good things can happen. Growing up, my mom was one of 10 children, so growing up, she didn't have an excessive amount of stuff or the best education right at her fingertips. It took a little more effort, but she still made a life for herself. She taught herself how to cook, do hair, and coupons to provide for her family. She was able to go to Pima Community College and get her degree in Associates of Applied Science and then later go to X-ray school. Going to a university wasn't what she was looking forward to because of financial issues. So she made the best of what she had. And that's my favorite thing about her. I aspire to one day be able to make the best of what I have in life in the moment and not have to want more or be stressed about not having more. Her drive and the way she never quit is the best thing about her. My mom has always come through no matter what. She recently started a new journey in her life and hasn't looked back since. She took steps to give her life to God and change has been noticed and admired by so many people. 
Well, there we have another young person who tells of her mother learning to do hair and other jobs to provide for the kids, but she had drive and never quit and how she helps other people. And she hopes she can be, as she says, great like her, like her mom. Very nice. These are such touching stories. I'm just amazed. Well, we only have one more. Who was the last one, Caroline? Okay, well, finally, we have uh, Natalie Trujillo. Natalie interviewed her Nana, and she said that the assignment allowed her to show her Nana just how much she appreciated everything that she had done. Natalie is, she's involved in so much. She's heavily involved in her community, and she wants to be a teacher. She'd make an amazing teacher, so there you go. <laughs> okay, let's listen to Natalie. Guillermina Mejia León a beautiful woman who has a beautiful soul and has saved many lives, including mine. This lady is my nana, my grandmother. She is 56 years old and was born in Colima, Mexico, although crossed into the U.S. at only 15 years old. Llegando a los Estados Unidos me dio mucho miedo porque estaba sola, she says. She felt alone. Crossing took courage and confidence because she had to build something from nothing and leave her life behind. She had her two children, my dad and my aunt. This woman is extraordinary. She had to raise them by herself while being the only source of income. Not only did she step up for them, but she stepped up for us. She left her life behind in California to come and raise my sisters and I, six years ago. My Nana did not hesitate to move eight hours away from her husband and fill the role of a mother. Her proudest thing in life was being able to be my grandma. It has not been easy, but she's doing an amazing job and I can never thank her enough for all of the sacrifices she has made for the thing she cares about most, her family. She has taught me many things in life, narrowing down from the simple things like folding clothes or buying groceries to working hard for things I want in life or always trying my best in everything I do. She has made me who I am today and I will proudly say that. Everything I do in life is for her. I take every opportunity I get because she did not. She was forced to grow up and learn everything on her own. I have her love and support in life, and that is all I can ask for. I look up to this woman because not only is she my nana, but she is strong, resilient, and a good person overall. I know her life was not easy, and coming to raise us was not easy. But she has never complained once about doing anything she does. To me, that is the true definition of Women's History Month. A woman who never gives up despite what life throws at you. Women are incredible, and I am happy to say that I was blessed with one. My nana, Guillermina. Wow, this young gal talks about her grandmother who crossed it into the U.S. at age 15 all by herself, gave up her life in California, came to raise her and her siblings. And she says, her nana made me who I am today. And she says, although her grandmother's life was not easy, she never complained and never gives up no matter what. That is so cool, obviously. She admires her very much. You know, Caroline, there's only six students out of many more that did this assignment. Did you find overall themes? I mean, for instance, each of these six chose their mothers, or in one case, their grandmother who raised her as the women they most admire. Did the majority choose their mothers, or did were there other people? I think the majority did choose their mothers, but I also got pieces that featured the mother of a girlfriend, a best friend. There were a couple of teachers. There was a hall monitor. Let's see, there was an older sister. I have to say, though, it was extremely difficult to choose six because all of these stories deserve to be heard. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I bet it was quite something to sit down and, and read them all. That would be a fun thing to do. And not everything that you do as a teacher is fun, but these are this is one of the things I think would be fun. It was a very touching set of interviews by students who interviewed women they admire for Women's History Month. And just coincidentally, as we've mentioned, this is Mother's Day, and it also covers that pretty well, I'd say. And it also covers Teacher Appreciation Week, and I'm sure your kids really appreciate you. You know, it's almost graduation day for them, and I imagine you are looking forward to that. Do you have any plans for the summer? <laughs> I guess I do. Uh, for the fifth year in a row, I'm teaching different courses next year. So I'll be reading and writing curriculum for my new classes. That's going to be part of it. I have a professional development course I'll be attending. But I'm also headed to Hawaii for two weeks to meet up with a dear friend who lives in Australia. We try to get together every few years, someplace in the middle. Oh, and incidentally, I met her on the picket line at the very first school that I taught in in Vancouver. So that's a long friendship for sure. Wow, I guess so. That's a great background the two of you have. Well, Caroline, thanks so much for taking the time to share your students' stories about women they admire. And thanks for being such a dedicated teacher. We can tell you love your students and your job. I'm glad you're so happy at Pueblo. It sounds like a great place. And we know that you don't get enough appreciation for what you do. So thank you for doing it anyway. <laughs> you make a big difference in your students' lives. And that's good for our whole community. Thank you for your interest in the voices and the stories of my students. They deserve an audience. And you gave us one. Like I said, they mean the world to me. And I would like to get their stories out there as much as I can and then step out of their way. Well, unfortunately, we have come to the end of our time. Thanks so much, Caroline. And this was really so heartwarming to hear your students appreciate the women in their lives and to hear you talk about the love of teaching. I have four kids and uh, it made me think, boy, I wish they had you as a teacher. And thanks to all of you out there for tuning in today. And stay tuned because next up we have Boom Goddess Radio with Jennifer Davis Page. Have a great rest of your Mother's Day Sunday and we'll see you next week.